0: Been worshiping. I was just, um, I suppose, really trusting God that we are a church that increasingly knows how to alone and together just get a little lost. Um, it's nothing quite like uh, getting lost in a beautiful place. Um, it's one of those like real Pinteresty memes. Let's go somewhere beautiful and get lost, or something like that. I'm not saying it quite as poetically. Haley, you know it, right? <laughs> Let's go somewhere beautiful and get lost. And um, basically, that's stolen from the gospel. I think that's where we're meant to be in our lives, is we're meant to be found in the presence of God Um, from time to time, just getting lost in the kindness and the mercy and the goodness of God and our our souls and our minds uh, getting caught up in uh, our imaginations, captured by who He is and and what He's up to. Today, what we're doing is, um, we're doing something we never do, by the way, once a year, we gather together on a Saturday morning as a group of leaders. I don't know if you've noticed, we are like Meticulous as a church about going, we basically ask people to do two things uh, besides our elders (laughs) to do two things every week, and besides that, the rest of your time is you are the army out there. We gather the army twice a week on Sundays and on life group night, which is for many of us Wednesdays. Besides that, we work our butts off to make sure that you're never here on a Saturday morning, you're actually at the football game or wherever you're meant to be because we want to build a community that is on mission in the place that. God wants us. Um, And we just feel like there is no way around this, especially given our limitations as a church and a school. When we get our gap to meet together, we take it. Um, So thank you for giving us the one Saturday of the year that we are going to steal, besides our men's time and our fathers and kids camping time. But that doesn't really count, right? Thank you. Shane. I come from a French Mauritian family, and um, anybody have any interaction with French Mauritians? Yeah, okay, anyone who's come from Durban, really? Okay, you're not me, you're not meaning me, do you? Are you? Oh, good, okay, lovely, oh, cool. So if you know a a proper, like a real pucker, French Mauritian family, um, there are normally a minimum of six siblings per family, which is the case in my mother's uh, situation. She's one of seven siblings. Both her parents were one of, I think, minimum seven. Uh, the one, I think, had nine siblings. So, like, quality Roman Catholics, actually. And, uh, you know, they, 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 it was just a huge family atmosphere. And, um, they also were really a tight-knit community. It's just the most amazing thing. You, you watch French Mauritians doing life, and you find yourself going, how do you know so much about each other? And basically, my mom spent most of our lives on the phone chatting to her siblings or her aunties or her uncles. She could tell us what was happening in Mauritius like 30 minutes ago. We knew the news. They were a tight community of people who loved each other. And one of the, the, the things that I uh, would like to relive uh, or to try catch uh, more of in my life in the years to come is a French Mauritian Sunday lunch. There is nothing like it. Uh, you imagine. So my mom's one of seven. So there are six other aunties and uncles, uh, not a perfect family. Some are divorced, some are remarried. Sometimes both the ex-siblings are, or ex-spouses are in the same place. Even it, it, Things got interesting at, at times, but it was packed. So seven times Uh, Minimum two kids is, you know, 14 at least cousins. Usually there were three or four of them. So our Sunday lunches were 14 aunts and uncles, often, plus another sort of at least 14 cousins running around from ages 17 through to, you know, I don't know, naught and a a bun in the oven, often at the same time. And uh, it was absolute carnage. It was wild. But every single Sunday, to my memory, up until, you know, I suppose post-modernity took over and everybody went overseas and began to do their own thing. We spent our lives having Sunday lunches where there was a big pot of curry, a big pot of of yellow rice, and uh, just loads and loads of bringing and sharing and eating and feasting and swimming and fun and chatting and listening to people speak French and not understanding a lot of what was going on. And it was family. And I say that because I found myself reflecting on the scriptures and reflecting on what it means to be the church. And um, there's an amazing book by a guy named Joseph Hilleman he talks about when the church was a family. And he talks about the fact that the the biblical model for church is about becoming a real family. That that actually when you step out of uh, the kingdom of darkness and you step into the kingdom of light, you find yourself uh, entering into what should be a new family DNA. That's why we're called children of God. That's why God primarily defines himself as father to us. And that's why we gather weekly to be a family who live out the family values. Uh, It really is swimming upstream, by the way, because to be a family, even in our society, is difficult. We get told when you hit 18, you know, spread your wings, leave the family, get rid of family. And so our definition of family is increasingly becoming obscured compared to a biblical vision, which talks about being a community of love that deeply care for each other, that are fiercely loyal to each other, that have a mission that transcends ourselves, that have a name that we are proud of and that we live for something beyond ourselves. That, that's what a real family is. My mum came from the family called the Buffets. Say Buffet. It feels good to come off the tongue. Yeah. Buffet. And uh, obviously she married a good English Haines and uh, lost some of that French flair. But um, we've got a name. You, you, you get born into a name. You get born into a family and you begin to uh, hopefully develop a new DNA, a new way of living and loving each other. And uh, the ingredients that we talk about as we talk about being part of this family, and especially today, we're talking about what does it mean to serve in this family? Uh, when you came to a, a french mauritian lunch, it was like you, you, you came to something that was unique. Um, and, and we use that acronym of HELP. And, and honestly, it felt like that when you came to a, a big lunch at one of our, our aunts or uncles' homes. You came hungry. Honestly, if you weren't hungry, my grand was cross with you. You had to arrive Hungry. The food and the, the, the cuisine was excellent. We laughed for days, whether it was with cousins, whether it was at uncles or aunts. We just laughed a lot. And there was a sense of prioritizing people. We, we wanted to be together. It didn't matter how broken the last uh, uncle's life was. He still pitched up. He was welcome. He kept coming back even through all that stuff. There was a sense of prioritizing each other, prioritizing people. And by the way, often they would bring, uh, and I remember sort of some real randoms coming. You're going, who is this person? And um, it was every week, there was a new person who was sitting there and often they go, we can't believe you've got this, this sense of family. And, uh, and that really is the acronym that we use when we talk about our church. We, we come hungry, we enjoy excellence, we laugh lots and we prioritize people. And I wanna just, honestly speak for uh, about 10 minutes, as quick as I possibly can, don't, don't time me, I beg you, um, on how we serve together as a family, how we do this thing of uh, serving on Sundays, how we prioritize uh, what God has for us, and, and live this thing out. It's, uh, it's interesting because we've got our vision as a church, we know where we're going, we call to fill the city with the life uh, with, fill our hearts in the city with the life of Jesus. That's what we're doing. That's not gonna change. So we don't have to reinvent that. And our sense this year has been really that we want to take Jesus more seriously at his word. Hence, we're doing a series called The Way because we don't wanna be Christians who say we're Christian. We wanna be followers of Christ who do the following Jesus stuff. And we do it as best we can for uh, as long as we can by his grace. That, that's, the, that's the call So the vision feels kind of clear. And we're going to do that how? Presence, formation, mission. That's that's how we do it. Every follower of Jesus uh, wants to be with him, wants to become like him, and then wants to love the world the way he loves the world. That's that's our away game. That's how we do it day in and day out. Be with him, become like him, and love the world like him. Uh, I hope in 10 years' time you come to a vision day and we say the same thing, because why would we reinvent the vision Jesus gave us? in the sense that it's the biblical one. I'm not saying this is the downloaded from heaven one. It's just what Jesus teaches. Be with him, become like him, and love the world like him. But on Sundays, we have these special moments. We have these family gatherings where we get together, and we are the family. And we're the family together in the sense that we're gathering, but we're also expecting some some you know, aunts and uncles to bring some others along. We're expecting some of our cousins' friends to be there. We're expecting a sense of, as we gather, we're being the family, but we're being the family for the not yet family. We're being the family as we do our best to express the love of Christ to a world that desperately needs it. In fact, Ezekiel says we're a family that actually, as we get revived, we turn into an army. <laughs> that, was, that was what happened in that prophecy. Yes, you're joined into the family. Yes, you're a son. Yes, you're a daughter. But put your army boots on because we've got a mission and you live your life on God against the works of the enemy and moving into the front lines to love people into the kingdom of God, to outlove them and to outthink them. And that's really what we're up to. So Sundays are not, this is important, Sundays are not our identity as a church. We don't identify, you know, people go, hey, tell me about your church. I hope less and less do we say, well, you know, we meet at Alcona, and, you know, we've got this pastor. I hope more and more and more, as time goes on, we go, Yo, we're a family who are learning to love God and love each other better. And, oh, my gosh, oh, we got some issues. We are, bro, you should see this one guy. Man, he, he's got some stuff going on, but he keeps pitching up, and God loves him. Yeah, we're talking about Shane when we talk about that. <laughs> You're all wondering, who's that guy? Tash has helped him to, to realize. I'm talking about you, Shane. It's always Shane, sorry bro. Anything negative I say about someone, you're wondering who it is, it's Shane. But we're, we're, we're a family, and, and I hope more and more we describe ourselves. You go, well, tell me a bit about your church. Well, we're, we're an ordinary group of people who, who ex- have experienced amazing love, and now we're trying to work this out in a way that we're living out our lives together and learning to love each other and learning to include other people in that amazing journey of love. We, we've seen the gospel. We've we found a new kingdom, a new way of living, and we're trying to live it out as best we can. And, man, we, we love to include other people in it because we can't uh, think of a better way to live. And then you might go, oh, yeah, and also, you know, we meet on Sundays at 9.30 at a school called Elkana, And, uh, yeah, I would love to m- introduce you to some of our leaders. But, but, the, but we're not identified by this Sunday gathering or by preaching. We're identified by the God who has amazingly saved us and has called us. And we've got a vision to fill our hearts and to fill our city. But there are Sundays, and the family does gather. And there are a few things we prioritize and a few things we do try to do well. And, and, and honestly, it's one of the most wonderful parts of being a family is to be able to be part of serving up the family meal, eating together, laughing together. And so I just wanna quickly go through those three H's and I'm gonna speak for a bit and then we're gonna break up into our various teams and talk a bit more into it. So H-E-L-P is help. And uh, if you think any time you arrive, whether it's on the setup team or on the worship team or whether it's your life group's helping out or you're in Kids Rock or whatever else, if you're going, I don't know what to do today, this is what you tell yourself, help. You can maybe say at first, and you go, help me, God. <laughs> That's okay. And then you go, but I'm here to help. I'm here because I'm, I'm hungry for God. First one is, is hungry. And, and one of the most amazing gifts you can bring to this family is to bring your hunger imagine my very wrinkly granny looking at you going, are you hungry? And you say, yes, I'm hungry. What are you hungry for? I'm hungry for the purposes of God to be fulfilled in my generation. And if I get to serve today, I'd like to be part of seeing God's presence at work in this place, whether it's through my interactions, whether it's through my serving, I'd like this to be a microcosm of the hunger that I have in my life for the most important stuff to happen, that God's kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven, and to as the family gather, it's like the Oros moment. I I live out there as best I can, but it's the the concentrate right now. It's the version of our family community. It's got the most brokenness. It's got the most need for healing. We desperately need the presence of God, and I'm bringing my hunger because, man, I want to see God move. I really want to see Him move. That's why we, uh, we all gather, every single team, and we're asking you to prioritize that. 10 to 9, we get together because every single team is part of one team. We get together and we pray in the foyer at 10 to 9. Whether you are serving coffee or serving kids or pushing uh, buttons behind there, whatever it may be, we all come hungry. And the amazing thing about hunger is, uh, especially at, a, at church gathering, is that sometimes you, you, you bring your hunger and you feed other people's hunger. And sometimes other people's hunger serves you to become more hungry. And so we don't all stand back going, poof, I'm not that hungry today. We, we come by faith and bring our hunger as best we can. And we say, God, come, do something fresh today in our lives, this week. We're not identified by the Sunday gathering, but it is the pit stop for the rest of the week. It is the moment where we as the army get into the war room and say, hey, Commander-in-Chief Jesus, tell us what our orders are for the week. Coach us in your ways, and we want to go out. Speak to us in your power, by your word. We need you. So come hungry. That's, you've won the game if you arrive hungry to a Sunday gathering to whatever team you're in. Sound good? Tell the person next to you, come hungry. Secondly, help. What comes after H in help? E, She, somebody is listening. Was that you, Justin? Yuri, okay, well done. We enjoy excellence, pretty crucial language. We could have just said excellence, but then we would have maybe felt like excellence, you know, drives us. We're not driven by excellence because it's just, it's just a nice to have. The fact is, is that we do enjoy it. Why? Because it seems like Jesus enjoyed it. It seemed like Jesus planned well. It seemed like Jesus was very careful about the words he used. It seemed like Jesus has an incredible sense of of thoughtfulness about the way that he does stuff. And so we do too, but we're not driven. Excellence is not the whip on our back going, how excellently did we do it? Did we make a mistake this week? Is anyone gonna be cross? Is my team leader frustrated with me? We hope no team leaders ever make you feel like you've failed because it didn't go excellently. However, we do, I suppose, create a culture where we, we, we want to bless our city as best we can. And so we create a culture of feedback where we say, hey, let's chat about it. What worked this week? What, what could we have done better? And we always try to say, what could we have done better? Because we want to be the kind of people who go, you know, I love teaching lessons to kids, but I'm not as, I'm not as good as I'd like to be. Help me, help me guys. What, what could I have done better so that next time I do it? And it's amazing. It's vulnerable, but it's exciting. Because the call is so high and the potential is so immense. And so we enjoy excellence. I think of Tashus, what an amazing example of of that he is. I mean, every couple of weeks, especially in the early days, both of us, we would go both ways. Bro, how did we do? Oh, I didn't preach well. What could I have done better? Sure, but T, how was the worship? And he would often be going, what can we do better? How can we include new people? And, And it was just an amazing sense of working together to create a culture of, I'm not... I'm not the finished product. I'd like to grow. And actually, we wanna be excellent in the the values that Jesus is excellent in. Humility, vulnerability, love. And then, of course, the obvious ones like preparation, punctuality, reliability, which I I really wanna honor you guys for and keep that culture going. I hear so often from Mareka and her team how people message way in advance if they know they can't get to something or if something's come up and they can't pitch up and finding replacements. There's something so excellent about honoring each other way in advance as we team together. So, hunger, excellence, enjoyment of excellence. We enjoy it, we like it, it's cool, Yahoo! If it doesn't happen, oh well. Jesus is still on the throne. Thirdly, if you're in my home, not L. Ha For laughter. We like to laugh as often as we can. We want to enjoy ourselves. Leslie, it's your birthday today. That's a good way to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. This wasn't planned, by the way. I suddenly remembered. I shouldn't I should have done in the beginning, but what about a happy birthday to really celebrate? Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Leslie. Happy birthday to you. Okay, point taken. We love to laugh. We're a family who enjoys ourselves. We want to do things with a smile on our face. There's obviously times we get serious, we're sincere, we sincere, we we're pumped up on what God's up to. Sometimes in the presence of God or in Scripture or whatever, things get hectic. That's good as well, by the way. We are pumped. We're an army. The, the, there's lives at stake. It really matters. But a lot of the time, we are needing to just do life together in a way that models to ourselves and to the world that He's on the throne, not us. He's in charge. I honestly think the world probably more than anything right now, needs to learn again to celebrate. Needs some french mauritian biblical values back inside of us that go, how do we do at laughing? How do we do at actually lingering, not rushing off because my life is so busy and things are so hectic, and we've lost our ability just to laugh, just to be together. There's actually often nowhere better to be than just with the people of God. Lingering and laughing and, uh, and hopefully, all the teams that people join in. And I'm trusting that over the next couple of weeks and months, you may have noticed the auditorium looks pretty full. And um, I'm saying, God, no, not double meetings. Not, no, Lord. And uh, He's listening to me till now, <laughs> he, He's obeying me. <laughs> the heresy, the heresy. The point is, people are being added, but the question is, is uh, are we doing a, a decent job at, at relating to them, connecting with them, inviting them to the coffee space, inviting them to our life groups, and then inviting them onto our serve teams? Um, you might be going, hey, we, we're running out of reinforcements. The army needs some strength. Honestly, with all my heart, I will announce every team that you're a part of on the stage for as long as I'm alive, but I promise you, my announcement will never be as powerful as your invitation. Never, ever, ever, I've done it for 15 years, trying to, I've danced, I've sung, I have done everything to get people into teams, and it's worked to a degree, but nothing is as powerful as you going, I'm on this team, and you are honestly the epitome of what it would be, uh, an excellent person on this team. And you you mean it, because you look at them, you're like, I'm on the welcome team, and you are the friendliest person I've ever met, and you're part of this church, why are you not on my team? Come join us. We get, we, 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 every fourth week, we welcome people and we make people feel like a million bucks because we're a family and we want people feeling welcome when they pitch up at family lunch. You should join. I'm on kids. I've seen you with kids. You're unbelievable. You should come join. And you say that to them and your invitation and you walk them there and you show them what it's like and your team beefs up and you feel more chilled because you're not feeling all the stress and responsibility of a bunch of kids attacking you all the time because you've got some strength, invite. I, I really want to encourage you. We'll, we are there for you, I promise. We want to build up all these teams. But actually, you're probably the best person to build up the team. Okay, and then last one. Ha, e, l. Come on, Tam, you're a teacher. Ha, e, l, Pa. Every now and again on those lunches, um, somebody would like invite a full extra family or two and you're like, oh my gosh. And I remember every now and again, my mum uh, she taught us that, you know, the FHB, like nudge, nudge, FHB. You know what FHB stands for, Jason? Nobody. Family hold back. Thank you. FHB, like it's just a it's just like code for we're not sure we've got enough food and we've got a whole bunch of guests. Family hold back, like just wait until they've eaten and then, but I promise you, you'll get something. We'll make Samis in the back, you will eat, but FHB, FHB, and it's our way of going, we prioritize people, we're, we're in this thing because we're a, a team, we're an army who are, about, who are about the Father's business. We love people, we wanna include them into our lives, we wanna make them feel loved. This is not about like some behind the scenes thing. I wouldn't mind if the whole church heard us say this. The point is, as leaders and as, as team members, we're looking around going, we're servants. We're here to serve. We, we've got a vision of filling our hearts and filling our city with the message and the, the life of Jesus. So sometimes, we, as family, we need to just go, what's what, what's required here? I, I mean, Ian and Joe, you guys are remarkable. You've had the toughest week in terms of your health. Here you are, family holding back. You're serving. You're doing an amazing job. So grateful to you guys. Um, but we know so many of us do this all the time. And, and on Sundays, there's that sense of looking around going, how do we serve? How do we prioritize people? Uh, one of the ways uh, I feel like God uh, calling us this year to prioritize people is, is in two ways. One, I think we need to learn to uh, just connect better. Uh, honestly, it's a skill. Conversation is a skill that is getting lost in our generation. I don't know if you know that, but stats are saying our ability to have conversation is decreasing with the increase of social media and emojis. And so to express ourselves is decreasing. We as a church are going to learn to do that better. And so when we serve, we want to create an environment where people can linger and feel heard and loved and and, and listened to and, and that we would share our lives with them. We're trying to be as creative as we can to create that space of warmth and and hospitality for the glory of God and the good of of the mission. The other one I think is also prayer. Um, Mark leads a team of people, but um, I want to remind us today, so Mark leads a team of people, Every Sunday we say, hey, if you're not, you know, you're still processing, you're, God's not done with you, um, come join us. We've got a bunch of people who would love to pray with you. And uh, thankfully that, that group of people, that, that number of people is growing. Each kind of week we feel like more people going, I need prayer, and, and, and they hang out. However, I don't like teams that much in that sense. Because what it means is that you go, oh, Mark's doing it. It's a bit like social justice stuff. Oh, they're doing the, the mercy thing so I can just give my money and not think about the poor. It's like the moment you've got a team, it's, it's the same with the guest experience or welcome team or connect team. You don't ever think just because there's a connect team that you can go like str- straight to your mates and go, oh, you know what, who cares if there's new people? I hope that in our hearts more and more we're getting, getting to that, that hunger to go, hey, who looks spare? Who looks a little lost? Who looks brand new? Who have I never connected with? Because we're a community who wants to try our best to connect with people. And so connect and then prayer. We're, I'd love us to become a place where more and more we chatting, we go, you know what? You've told me a lot today. I know we're out in the quad and I know there's lots of people. Should we go find a quiet place? I'd like to just pray with you for a bit. Because I think it's more than just you and I. I think we need to get God in this. And you find a space and you pray with people. Because I, I think that should define us. The buffets were defined by French and curry. The, 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 the family of Bloberg Common Ground, I think, should be defined by the presence of God. We just, come, Jace, you told me a lot about it. Let's just go pray. And, and you spend two minutes just going, I just want to pray with you in that. And, and you pray through stuff that you believe God may be saying. We love to be a people who help hungry for God, we enjoy excellence, we laugh loads, and we prioritize people. We prioritize people. Hungry for God, prioritize people? Those are the, those are the bookends. Those are the ones that are the, the, the gold ticket numbers. Those are the special ones. The ones in between are, are super nice to have, that we just keep uh, lighting the flame underneath.